Hello and welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, a pen, and a notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician. I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. Today's a very special day. Today is Melissa's birthday. Happy birthday, Melissa. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm 49. 49. I am proud of you for sharing that just openly on here. Way to <laughs> yep. go. That's right. Let's keep it real. Don't look a day past 30. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. So today, because it's your birthday, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things, birth. Yes. Yeah, so I wanted to just especially today talk about labor and delivery because it's my birthday. And what better you know subject than to talk about remedies and things for birthdays, right? So I have tons. There are tons of remedies and tons of things that we could talk about with birthdays. But before we get into that, and we're not going to go into all those details because this is just a about a 30-minute right, podcast. Four-hour podcast. It really could be. There are so many things. and But I do want to say that for my birthday, I want to give away to all of you or some of you. Um, I have these magnets. So these are first aid magnets. It can go in your refrigerator and it's full. You see how full it is of first aid remedies. So just to name a few, bee sting, burns, um, diarrhea, fractures, headache, heartburn, it goes on. So um, that can stick on your refrigerator or wherever you want it to. So if you'll email me at melissa at melissacrenshaw.com, then I will mail you um, in snail mail. You have to email me your address, obviously. I'll send you a magnet. And then of all the people who email me to get a magnet, I'm going to randomly choose one to get 50% off on my homeopathy crash course that I have coming up soon. So that's exciting giveaway. Thank you. I hope that people find it exciting. Um, I'm excited to roll that out soon. I'm almost finished with it. And I think I've said that for like months, but I really am almost <laughs> finished with it now. And well, it's not like you haven't had four jobs at one time right? until recently. So now I just have this one. Is exciting. It's amazing. Yeah, just one. Yeah. So while magnet, I was thinking, so I was okay. thinking about that magnet. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Um, 
it's really helpful to have on the fridge. I was thinking when I have people come over to babysit or my parents or whoever keep the yeah. kids. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that's a good little go-to. Yes. For when that, I'm not and there. that's that's why I made it for my family. Um and then I decided to start sharing it. So I just I I've never I've said that I would sell these, but I haven't yet. I've just been giving them away for different reasons. Um, But I did that for my family. So if I'm not home, then they can go and look up there if they don't already know what to do. Perfect. That's great. All right. So So I have to ask before we start, what are your birthday plans? What do you like to do on your birthday? What's your favorite birthday? Man, so we don't have any birthday plans, but... I love the beach and we just got back from the beach. So, um, just being at the beach is my favorite. And, you know, we just did that beach podcast, right? Uh Uh-huh. So that's just my absolute favorite. And, and I could care less about anything else. I don't care about going out to eat and having parties. I don't like, I don't care about any of that. Just Just laying in the sun. Sit on the beach. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love it too. It's so peaceful. And now everybody knows why, because we recorded about it. So that's right. you just mm-hmm. had your birthday present. That's exciting. Yes, that's Happy right. birthday. Thank you. So let's start with labor. Actually, let's talk. Have you ever had a home birth? I did have a home birth with my second. Okay. So I've never had a home birth. So do you want to talk very briefly about maybe the differences because you've had both. I have had both and I've had very drastically different Mm -hmm. experiences because my births in the hospital were not, they were my last one. I didn't have an epidural, but it was not a natural spontaneous non-medicated birth. Mm -hmm. So, oh my word, my home birth. I will try to make this very quick. (laughs) Every single thing is different. Even prenatal care. I had no Mm -hmm. idea. Um, when you find a good midwife who believes in physiological birth, the way it's meant to be, even, um, prenatal care is hands off. Yeah. So you really learn to trust your body, to trust your instincts and the responsibility and that pressure is kind of scary because usually in our world, you don't get that. They tell you what to do and you just do what they say. So it was a great growing experience for me. The actual birth, oh my goodness, I just was at home and I go very late. So mine may not have been typical. I was at 40, past 43 weeks. I was at 43 weeks and three days. And I was just losing my mind a little bit that day. And um, I never had been checked until then. And so I asked my midwife to just come over and help me get out of my head. She was so sweet and came over and she offered to, if I wanted to check me. And I was like, okay, yeah, please. Maybe I'll see if something's going on. And I was already dilated a little bit, which I had not been before. So in my other births, and this was so refreshing. So honestly, by the time she left, labor just happened. And so without going into all the details, I didn't leave home There was Mm. food that we had made already that was really good, warm. It was like vegetable beef stew or something that I just Mm. knew I would want. Kyle had made smoothie bags for me. He had electrolyte drinks ready. And I, that birth was so quick. I just went to go get in the tub 
to relax because I thought we're in it for the long haul. Um, and my midwife barely made it back. I never made it back out of that tub. And what was really cool is there was no one coaching me in a good way. I was really coherent during that birth. Mm. So I knew what was going on in my body and I was kind of talking myself through it. And they were so, no one even asked me a question. No one checked me. Um, they just let me do my thing. Yeah. And he was born. I nobody was telling me when to push or how to push or what to do. And I was in the water and that was the first time that she caught him. Even things like he needed a couple of breaths when he was born. She just gave him the breaths. She just said, we're going to help him breathe for a second. Nobody took him from me or freaked out because he didn't cry right away. And Stuck a bulb in his mouth. Calm. Right. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> so nobody did that. She breathed for him. I held him. They told me to talk to him. And we just sat there. Nobody was rushing to cut his cord mm. or rub him down, you know, like yep. they had done with my other two. Um and I just got to sit and hold him. And they asked me, do you feel like you want to get out of the tub yet? Do you do you want to cut the cord yet? Awesome. Can I help you walk to bed? Do you want to do it yourself? Mm -hmm. And I got to just decide what I wanted and how I wanted it. And it was so refreshing and so empowering. So good. Um, and peaceful. Oh. Okay. That was your second one, right? Right. Do you notice a difference in his infanthood and toddlerhood or even, you know, who he is right now, his behavior, his temperament? Is there anything different? And it's okay, okay. if it's not, but I'm wondering. Well, that's actually ironic because he is my <laughs> most difficult, very high energy child. Um, but I do wonder, and this is getting like really maybe you know, out there. I don't know. I do wonder if he feels very empowered in his, his own self. He has no, he's not inhibited by anything. Um, and his birth was even very quick, very fast and intense. And it totally matches his personality. Okay. Uh -huh. Um, I would say I noticed the big, biggest difference in myself during that birth but I do know people who have had vastly different experiences with their babies okay. because of doing a home birth. Yeah. Um, so that is, it's hard to say. That's exactly what I was thinking though. What, before I asked that question, because I didn't know, I knew you had one, but I wasn't sure which one it was. That was a little more, um, you know, high energy, but that's, I, I think you're right. He feels more, empowered, um, you know, more himself. I don't know what the, what the right words are, but I, it could, it could be. Yeah. I, I know agree. what you're saying. And I do think I do. I see that his, and I will say as a baby, he was way more relaxed. He was more comfortable being away from me earlier okay. on, like more independent earlier on. And that could be his personality. It could have been the mm -hmm. birth experience. Um, but I do notice that he was nothing was he was not interfered with at all. Mm, so and good. It's just yeah, it was very yeah. it was an amazing experience. Yeah.
So I had all three hospital births. Um, you know, the first one, I just didn't even have a clue that there was another option. I had no yeah. idea. Like, that's just what you do. But remember with the first, he's, he's also, he's just turned 25. So our birthdays are just six days apart. And, um, oh, that was a good yeah. little birthday present. Yes. Oh my goodness. So remember with him, I didn't know anything. I did all mainstream everything. So, you know, hospital circumcision, right. vaccines, yeah. medicines, doctor, ear infections, antibiotics. Remember, so that's, that's what started our, our natural healthcare journey was okay. him getting sick. So, but then with the second one, um, I was, I was starting to learn about those things and I was like, man, I would like to have, and I, I started asking my doctors and they said, nope, I couldn't have, um, they wouldn't do, I guess I was asking. So this was 16 years ago. I was asking for, um, a hospital birth with a midwife or a doula. What would be in the hospital? There are nurse midwives in hospitals. Okay. So there was it's a local. very different, but they are there. So there was a local hospital that would, that had one or the other. And um, so I was asking, I wanted to do that. And, um, and they said, no, because I was high risk. Okay. Do you know why I was high risk? I was going to ask you why you're high risk. Because my cervix wouldn't open when they like it wouldn't open when they were ready, right? It wouldn't open fast enough. They so put I can high risk for that. Uh-huh. I guarantee you, if I were to have Chandler today, I would end up I would have had a C section really fast. They would not have let me try. They wouldn't even let me try. So I know women who they do that ultrasound and they see a larger head and they say, Oh, you yeah. can't push this baby out. You're gonna have a C section. They don't if, the first yes. baby. So they didn't do that back then, Chandler. And they did There's tell me so many rabbit holes we could take on this birth oh, stuff. So many. I'm Gosh, holding could, back. This one might be a longer one, but that's okay. I know. <laughs> so so this is really a great way though to encourage people who may be on the fence, right? So telling our, our different birth stories. But um so with Chandler, I know I would have ended up with a C section. They wouldn't have let me even try or wouldn't have let me try as long as I did because I pushed for a long time. Um and so anyway, had him vaginally, didn't tear, nothing. They, that was also back then, they gave you an epidural up to up to here. Like you're not feeling a single thing. Oh, okay. And then they would tell me, they were telling me I needed to push. And I was like, I ha, I'm trying. Like, where do you push from? I, I can feel nothing. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't. They were like, most of you have to push. That is, and I'm like, yes, I couldn't. No, it was too much. And you don't feel the contractions. I didn't feel with my first either. I was so numb. Yeah. And I remember feeling like somebody telling me how to push and I had to like, just do it with my brain. And luckily I didn't have a long pushing experience, but Mm -hmm. it was very different from feeling it my other two times. Yes. It was helpful to to know what was going on. Yeah. So at the second one, I didn't, you know, I, they wouldn't let me do the doula or midwife or whatever was at that hospital. But um, then with the third, because the second one went so well and um, okay. So they decided that I needed to be induced and I didn't know any better. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't know back then that induction causes those, um, contractions to be way worse. So I went in thinking 
I'm not going to have an epidural this time. Okay. So if I can't have yeah. you know, the more natural, I'm going to do at least the best I can. I'm not going to have an epidural. And I was telling them that induction, if, if, if there's somebody it's listening so to this that's ever had an induction and didn't have an epidural, I want to hear from you. I want to know. I, I want to know nerd. what superwoman you're you know with Lennon. You had an no, induction and no epidural. I we were induced that story, man. That's a whole podcast on its own. <laughs> it was a four day induction because I was very in control of it. But I ended with with no epidural because I had already experienced an induction with an epidural. And I knew the third time all of the things. So okay, I knew yeah. that I didn't want that. But um yeah. It, wow. The reason I made it, I was so kind of hovering over everything that was going on and made all the decisions was because of how crazy intense it got. When I could pick the amount of Pitocin and I was telling them, I don't want to wow. go up yet. It changed. I mean, it was okay. still intense, Yeah, but not quite when they're just going, cranking that stuff up mm-hmm. to, oh my word. Yeah. I thought there's no way. I yeah. felt so out of control of my body. So that's it, what they it did. Not fun. Yeah, that's what they did with Grace, the second one. And yeah, it was unreal. I was like, give me an epidural right now. I cannot do this. Yeah. So I had an epidural with her. Yeah. Um, and then with the third, I started talking to Paul, my husband, about a home birth. And he was like, You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was yeah. just scared, right? Because that's a scary thing. Again, right. I remember that was 13 years ago, 14 years ago. So we just didn't know any, there wasn't the support and the education that there is now. So here I, mm-hmm. I sounded like a crazy lady wanting to have home birth and breastfeed forever. And, you know, back then we just didn't have, it wasn't it, normal. wasn't normal. Um, and the laws uh, in North Carolina make that difficult. You don't have as many options. Okay. As you may well, have in other states. I didn't even you get might to not have even known that it. either. Yeah, I didn't because I we didn't even get to look into it because he was like, I'm not comfortable with that. And so I honored him, right? Okay, yeah, if you're not comfortable, let's go to the hospital. We'll just do the best we can. Um, and I did not have an epidural with him. And oh my gosh, the difference. Feeling everything was amazing. The feeling at right after he came out, I was like, and then I was normal. Like I could walk and I could do all the things. I was like, right. this is amazing. Well, really quickly, what happened like Pitocin is doing what your body at the end of labor should do to mm-hmm. contract that and make your body stop bleeding. Mm-hmm. So when you're inducing that kind of contraction, like so early on, a lot of times that can even fill your hormone receptors where when your body needs to contract at the end, it can't. And that's why it can cause a lot of hemorrhaging or extra bleeding. You're so smart. Learn that. Well, I I just, I'm really obsessed with birth. It's probably like weird. Okay. So hospital versus home birth. I do want to add really quick, if I can encourage moms, because my third one, I had planned a home birth and it's, he has a long, beautiful story, but I just felt intuitively and praying over this, that he needed to be born. And I chose to go be induced 39 weeks when I had usually gone past 43 and felt like I was in my mind going against everything that I knew was best and good. And what I still believe is best and good 
a vast majority of the time. And I did, I chose to go do that. And he was a perfectly healthy eight and a half pound baby. And it was a very transformational experience. And so I also want to encourage moms that I do believe physiological birth is best for you and the baby. And there is this element of learning to trust your intuition and do what you need to do for your baby and trust your what God has given you to decide those things because I did something very different than what I thought I would, but it was right. So I don't know, take from that what you will, but there's so many options. Yes. There's so many options and we never ever on this podcast want to make you feel bad for what had happened, what's happened in the past or what you might choose to do in the future. So right. our point really in talking about the difference between home birth and hospital birth is, is there's a few reasons in my mind that if you're on the fence or you're thinking about home birth, um, you know, to encourage you in that, if you're like, no way I'm having a hospital birth, then it can still be beautiful. So I love what you're just saying, um, you know, with cash, my third, it was amazing. I loved that I didn't have an epidural and that I got to feel everything and just the difference in that. Yeah. Um, I was going to add something about birth and I, oh, I think it was to just be educated. I think that was my biggest yeah. difference in yes. going in and asking every question I wanted and being okay with saying no and saying, this is what I want, or I won't do that. And they would tell me, I recommend this. And I would say, okay, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and they were actually very respectful toward me because I knew what I wanted and I was educated. And I think that was empowering this time. Yeah. Um, and there was not fear there for me when I knew that I, I was very aware of everything. So regardless, yes. home birth is not safe. If you have no education on what normal birth looks like or feels like, or is hospital birth is not safe. If you don't know all of so the good. pros and cons, because they don't tell you everything. Right. And you just need to know. So, so good. So I didn't even think, I never, it, it never even crossed my mind to control, like what you said with the induction, control the amount and the flow and the, when you're ready to go up, that's amazing. You have, yeah. And that's what we talk about in this podcast is you have to stand up for yourself and your family, but how do you stand up if you don't know right. what to look for and what to do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Education. So good. And I'm kind of a passive, not passive. I'm kind of a, can be a pushover people pleaser. So it was a little bit hard for me to stick up for myself or to do that. So, um, I see why people don't, and I know why I didn't, but I am so glad that I did this time and I can leave knowing there was not a decision that happened. That was not mine. And mm, so good. what I felt was best. So yeah, yes, it was really I good. I love it. So let's talk about labor things that can okay. happen in labor and remedies that you might use that you might want to be ready with. So first I want to say that if you are pregnant or um, even before that, if you're going to start um, wanting to get pregnant, I have a whole pregnancy plan. Um, not just the cell salts program. I have that too, but I have, you know, if you want to get your body healthy before you start getting pregnant, I have, that's so I can do that with idea. you. 
Yeah, I can do that with you. And then I can, I can make you a, a plan for pregnancy and then make you a plan for labor and delivery. So contact me if you want to do that, no matter what stage you're in. So let's talk about labor. And um, I'm sure you're going to have things to add, but I just had this quick little note that yeah. I want to get through. Arnica 200 is extremely important before, during, and after labor because it controls bleeding and helps pain and swelling. So it works for trauma and bruising of soft tissues. And this is interesting. So a classical picture of Arnica is she does not want you to touch her or be near her. Get away from me. That's Arnica. Um, Which is labor if you ever (laughs) are trying to describe it. That is it. She's protective of her body because of the pain. She doesn't want anybody to touch her because because of the pain. And she might be aggressive about it. So um, she might be irritable like chamomilla. And Arnica helps with the anxiety that comes as a result of pain and trauma. So it's a really important one. That's a very good labor one. Okay, so you said the classical picture, which means ar- that is a picture of Arnica even outside of labor. It just happens to match labor yes. very well. That's right. So so let's think about any kind of um, accident, any kind of accident. And the person maybe breaks their arm or, and then they're really protective over it. Don't touch me, you know, get away from me. Or even, even a vehicle accident a motor a vehicle accident where the person that was in the accident is like, get away from me. Don't touch me. So that really is a, a whole picture of Arnica. You can look at anywhere, but then you think about labor. If she's, if she's specifically saying, don't touch me and get away from me. And she's irritated. Then you're thinking Arnica. All right. So early labor, Arnica 200 alternated hourly with Colophyllum 200 to help establish labor. Mm. Right. I wish I, I mean, would have known that too. Man, I did use colophyllum with this last induction, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, man, it's so hard to say what is what was what. Yeah, working in my body, but um, I did know that I was at least supporting my body in it. So, if you're having a natural labor, though, you might notice a bigger difference taking that. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, what else? So. We've talked Pulsatilla, about we've mentioned mm-hmm. so um, Pulsatilla 200 for the weepy and clingy mama in labor. She's her contractions are short, weak. They stop and start. So Pulsatilla overall is a changeable remedy. Anything that's going on with a Pulsatilla person is changing. It's changeable. Their mm-hmm. moods are changeable. Their the mucus is changeable. Um, and so her labor is changeable. It goes back and forth, stops and starts, and also can be faint. She might feel faint. She might feel nauseous. Pulsatilla is never thirsty. So whether you're talking about a feverish child or a woman in labor, they're not thirsty. Backache, that's a big one with Pulsatilla. And um, they want fresh air. So Pulsatilla is the wind flower. And they love that fresh air. They love the wind. So whether it's a fan or a window open, they love that. And so you can take um, pulsatilla if the third stage of labor is slow to help speed the delivery of of the placenta. But also, what were you going to say? Okay. 
So I used Pulsatilla because my baby was breech this last time. And I knew that we were going to go in for an induction. And I was like, I asked God, help that baby flip as like a, okay, we can do this. I didn't want to force flip him either and then induce. So I only took, I think, one dose, maybe two. And literally sitting that night, I did all kinds of moves, spinning babies, all kinds of weird stuff, you know, trying to get him to flip. And then I just sat there that night and he wiggled around in there and flipped right over. Did you feel it? Yeah. Well, because they didn't know. They were still scheduled me to flip him the next morning. And Mm -hmm. I told them, I'm pretty sure he's head down. Like, I'm pretty sure he flipped last night. They're like, whatever. We didn't do it. So it could be. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And they did an ultrasound. They were like, okay, yeah, he's head down. So, which ultrasound's another thing, but they needed to make sure he was head down, you know? So it is what, (laughs) that is what it is. That's right. But right. So for, and that is why we've said um, to not take it until later in pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. Because it can flip the baby yeah. and you don't want to yep. do that earlier. That's right. Yeah. You don't want to do um, Pulsatilla before 37, really 38 weeks would be best. What else have we got? Mm, Ipecac 200 for nausea without relief from vomiting. So some people oh. do that. Yeah. During do. labor. Mm-hmm. Ipecac I'm so sorry if that's you. Mm, me too. Labor's already hard and to have that added in. Gosh. Listen, working at the hospital, you wouldn't, I mean, there were several, I wouldn't say a lot, but several moms who had the flu and and had and and had, you know went through labor and delivery with the flu. Isn't that oh, awful? Lord. Like your body's <laughs> hurting so honestly, I those moms, I feel like homeopathy is Seriously, a life changer because taking it when I've had the flu in 12 hours, I feel better knowing I could have had something to help. Yep. Oh, my word. Yeah. Those poor moms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, rescue remedy. Have you heard of rescue remedy? I have. Yes. Uh huh. So four drops in water sipped um, can help calm the nerves and relieve panic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great one when you start, yeah. maybe losing your mind a little bit. Okay. Yeah. What about um, after or end of labor or um, right after delivery? I'm thinking Arnica, obviously you can still take yep. Arnica. Absolutely. I took something mm-hmm. when I was bleeding a little bit more than normal because I did have a lot of Pitocin. Was it phosphorus? Possibly. That would be, that or, would sound right. It wasn't hemorrhage. It wasn't hemorrhage, but it was more than what they wanted to give me something. And so I said, let me try this first. And, um, yeah, awesome. I mean, within a minute, a minute, it worked. Was I think it was probably phosphorus, right? That can be for bloody phosphorus noses. Sounds and right. Like that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you this quick thing about postnatal. So Arnica 200, Plus, that means mixed with, taken at the same time as calendula 200 and hypericum 200 three times a day for a week after labor. So this is, is to help for... you heal. Okay, yeah. And for pain. And that could probably be mm-hmm. especially good if you tear. Um, stitches or not, oh, yeah. I mean, maybe that would help with the healing uh, without stitches. Yeah. But that is probably pr- mm-hmm. hypericum. That's a good one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, any baby stuff really quick. If a baby, maybe you have a traumatic birth, um, 
Arnica can mm, be given to yes. a newborn as well? Yes. Um, but you know what? If there's a shocking situation, so, okay, well, if the baby's born really fast or there's a shocking situation during labor and delivery, then everybody involved, including the baby, could get Aconite 200. Okay. So mama, baby, daddy, birth attendants. So we're thinking like a shocking, you know, situation. I like don't know what time where your baby examples. doesn't cry right away and you wait for the baby to cry and you're yeah. probably panicking. My sister-in-law had that happened to her. And I think she has some trauma from yeah. that waiting yep. to just for your baby to breathe. So maybe in that yes. situation or there are a yeah. million things. That or could tons happen. of, yeah, that could happen. Absolutely. So aconite's great for shock. Mm-hmm. Now for a C-section um, mom. I do have, uh, how funny. I was just going to say that. I do have some rooting for C-section. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead. What, what were you going to say? That's what I was going to ask. If you have maybe some of those similar ones for healing would work for an incision or if you have better ones for that. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Aconite 200 for fear, anxiety, and restlessness because, you know, before, because you're going to have an operation. So I believe I would need that. I would be, I'm terrified of of surgery. There's no way I'm ever having an elective surgery. So I feel like the older I I get, the worse I am. I don't know. I've always been that way. I'm like, I don't care what it is. I'm not having surgery. So if I were to find out that I had to have a C-section, I probably, I would need Aconite 200 for sure. So that would be before. And then, um, Pulsatilla 200, again, for that weepy, clingy, all those same symptoms, um, as you know, even if you're not going to have a C-section, but Hypericum for the transferred pain during the epidural, um, or if the shoulders hurt as the lower body is numbed. So I wonder how common that is. I don't know. Um, I've never had a C-section. I bet this is going to be really helpful though, because whatever you can do naturally to support your body, I yeah. bet there are a lot of moms who want more yes. help with that. Mm-hmm. And then for the post-C-section healing, Arnica 200, Bellis Perennis 200, Calendula 200, and Staphysagria 200 morning and night for five days. So you're mixing all these together in water and just taking sips um, morning and night. So twice a day for five days to help um, healing and pain. So Arnica 200, Bellis Perennis 200, Calendula 200, and Staphysagria 200 morning and night for five days after you have a C-section. And um, the Staphysagria and the calendula are going to help um, prevent or, um, yeah, prevent infection. And then the Bellis Perennis okay. and the Arnica is more for pain. So those would be, you're just going to throw all of those in water and sip it morning and night. Okay. Did I that was a water dose. Nope. Yeah. Okay. So you water dose those just to last longer? So that is the protocol. And this is not a Banerjee protocol. Oh, okay. This is a protocol learned in college. So I don't know why, but that's what it 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 says to do. Mm -hmm. So it just works. Okay. Perfect. So we talked about after a baby. Yeah. Labor delivery. Um, We talked about postnatal healing and pain. Um, We've done a breastfeeding one before, so we're just going to 
end it there with labor and delivery, right? You have your beautiful baby. You put that baby skin to skin. Okay, mamas, put that baby skin to skin right after birth, as soon as you can. Even if you're having a C-section, they need to be offering you skin to skin in the hospital. And, um, and just hold the baby skin to skin and let the baby uh, enjoy his birthday. Let him find his way to the breast. He'll find his way and latch himself on. We don't have to do it for him. Yeah. 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 I don't know if we talked about that in the breastfeeding podcast, but I don't know if we did either. It's a cool thing to, if you have a minute to Google that there are videos on YouTube of babies Mm -hmm. doing that. It's very cool. Go to YouTube and, and type in the breast crawl. Isn't that funny? That's what they call it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it's because newborns because right when they're born, they should be placed on mama's abdomen. And now, if you're in the water, then maybe I don't know. I've never had a water birth or even yeah. seen one in person. You, I don't know they, if they still put they, them they right up to you. Okay, well, yeah. but you put them on the abdomen, and they literally crawl their way up and latch themselves on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be a little bit harder, but some babies don't want to do that right away. Right. So, so and I think we get. I would be like, okay, you haven't. It's been an hour. Are you going to nurse yet? Yep. And they will, though. They will. When you start letting them root a little bit, find their way there. So maybe to follow the baby's cues. Yeah, They'll absolutely. eat when they want. They might need a minute. Absolutely. And so we have to remember that they have full, they have fat stores built up from pregnancy. They really are okay. The whole first 24 hours, if they didn't eat at all, they're really okay. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to go that 24 hours know. without eating. Yep. Um, they have a, a belly full of amniotic fluid. They're not hungry when they're born. They're wide awake and they instinctively latch on and nurse, but it's not because they're starving. They have been eating that whole, they have a belly full. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. I don't miss it, but yeah, it was sweet. This was fun for my birthday. Just talk about birth and labor. And I hope just, you know, you all will email me, Melissa at MelissaCrenshaw.com. Just send me your address. I'll send you a magnet while supplies last. I don't actually know how many I have. I have a little stack over there. And then out of all the people that I send a magnet to, I'm going to draw a name. And that one person will get the 50% off of my um, homeopathy crash course that's coming up. You can just look at look at a little bit about that at homeopathycrashcourse.com. And you can put your email in there to be notified when it, when registration actually opens for that course, there's going to be lots, you know, three different levels to choose from based on your, your needs or your financial situation, whatever you need. So I'm excited to mail out these magnets and give away, um, half of a course, 50% off of a course. So I hope that that blesses you. And thank you for spending my birthday with me, Bree. Of course. I'm so happy to you. Happy birthday. Go do Thank something. You. I know you had the beach. Go sit and relax and watch your chickens. Yes. Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>